0: today we're hacking the YouTube algorithm. Yep, I think I got your attention now. YouTube is all about content and it's all about value and if you can show lots of value on your channel, YouTube is going to suggest your videos and getting you more subscribers and today we're going to teach you how to do that. Trust me. You're not going to want to miss this one. Welcome to Tube Talk, the show dedicated to helping you become a better video creator so you can get more views, subscribers, and build your audience. Brought to you by vidIQ. Download for free at vidIQ.com. And welcome to another episode of Tube Talk. I am your host. My name is Liron Segev. I am a tech blogger, a YouTuber, and the director of customer success here at vidIQ where every day I help creators, big and small, level up their channel with a great strategy, giving you more subscribers, more views in less time. So yes, I was 100% serious. We are going to hack the YouTube algorithm in all the legal and correct way, of course. Today, I'm joined by Tom Martin. Now, for those who don't know, Tom Martin is a YouTube strategist extraordinaire. He has done some strategy for some of the world's largest brands, and he clearly has got something figured out. Tom, thank you for being here.
1: Thank you for having me and calling me extraordinary. I'll take that any day of the week. <laughs> it's your Absol- new LinkedIn status. <laughs> Absolute pleasure to be here. Thank you.
0: So, Tom, you give us like who is Tom in a tweet. So just to kind of keep get everyone on the same page before we dive into all this goodness you're going to unleash with us.
1: Uh, in a hundred and no, it's not, it's 208. 280. Characters. Yeah. yeah. Oh God. I'm such an old man. <laughs> uh, yeah. So firstly, I'm an old man. Secondly, I am a YouTube strategist, consultant, platform specialist. So I'm not a creator by heart or by trade. I'm more of an SEO guy who's been running channels at a high level, uh, professionally for the last seven years uh, in the corporate world, in the media world, for some of the world's largest TV companies, uh, and now I do it for um, other TV companies, other rights holders, and other independent YouTube creators too. Ooh.
0: So now that you've teased us with some big brand names, are you able to kind of share it at all? Any names?
1: Yeah, or? of course. So yeah, um, so I was—I uh, run a YouTube network for the BBC in London for about five years. Um, where I worked on channels such as uh, Top Gear. Um, took that from 750,000 subscribers to 3 million in my first 12 months. And at that time, that was enough to get into like the top 100 most subscribed YouTube channels. Um, so that was pretty cool. By far the biggest car channel on wow, YouTube at the time. Uh, Launched the official Doctor Who channel um, in about my third week at the company. Uh, never having seen an episode of doctor who before uh, so that was a baptism of fire uh, that channel now stands at over a million subscribers which i'm really proud about uh, launched the official sherlock channel um worked on um the bbc earth channel which had uh, all the amazing david attenborough stuff uh, wow. then i moved over to another company called endemol which is the world's largest independent uh, tv production company um Worked on launching um, like a global Big Brother channel, a global MasterChef channel, some really cool kids channels, Uh, and the biggest channel that I worked on was the official uh, Mr. Bean channel, um, which was uh, flying pretty high at the time, but, you know, it seemed seen better days, Um, and in my short spell at the company, I was there for about 14 months uh, as head of YouTube and social media, uh, and I helped turn around that channel and took it from 25 million views a month, which is you know pretty good, where it's pretty amazing by most people's standards. Um, but by the time I'd left, we were doing about 150 million views a month on that channel. Wow. So, uh, pretty transformational stuff. Um, so yeah, that's going to go on my gravestone. You know. <laughs> When I finally cark it, yeah. <laughs> so so basically you're saying that if we all listen to this
0: podcast episode, we're all gonna get at least as much as Mr. Bean or Jeremy
1: Clarkson. As yeah. long as you've got content that is good as Jeremy Clarkson and Mr. Bean, then this would definitely get you there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but did did you ever meet any of these kind of big brand name people?
1: Uh yeah. So I um I met the doctor. I met him on the set of the TARDIS, which was uh wow. yeah, pretty cool. Probably yep. wasted slightly on me compared to, you know, that'd be a dream <laughs> for any Whovian out there. Uh, I got driven around the Top Gear track by the Stig in a, uh-huh. Bentley, in a Bentley Continental, which is pretty cool. Again, maybe wasted and <laughs> wasted on me. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, you know, some pretty, pretty cool people. Never met Mr. Bean, though, unfortunately. No, Mr. Bean. Uh, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. He's the best.
1: Yeah, uh- I, did get, I saw Louis Farou a few times, which is, for me, that was pretty cool. I love Louis Farouk, if you know him.
0: Uh, there we go. You see. So so, so you're you hobnobbing it with the uh, rich and famous.
1: Well, I, in the same room as not necessarily uh, Close enough. Man. Close yeah. enough. <laughs> Just take it. <laughs> um, so let's let's kind of dive in
0: because clearly it's, it's about understanding something that you have managed to understand about the algorithm, about what YouTube is looking for, the whole SEO background. Where do we begin? If I have a YouTube channel, and you know, I hear this all the time, as I'm sure you do, I'm doing everything right, but it's just not working. What do I do?
1: Where do I yeah, start? So, yeah. So there's, you know, that is actually always the place that I start when working with a new client or advising someone is to fully audit everything that they're doing at the moment. So there's a number of factors that could be affecting a channel's growth or lack of growth. Um, and it usually comes down to a few things. Um, I like to call them the three C's of YouTube. Uh, they all happen to be the same C though. they all happen to be consistency. So really the, the key to, to growth on YouTube, I'd say is consistency of upload. So can you show up every week or a couple of times a week, uh, on time every single week for, you know, five years uh can you consistently talk about the the same topic uh, as scott simpson said in a, in your previous episode you know can you stay in your lane uh, or as i like to say can you be a subject matter expert you know youtube loves right. authorities on certain subjects and the third consistency that i like to talk about and is really my area of expertise is consistency of metadata so are you using a system for your titles Tags and descriptions that are helping you from an SEO point of view not only on each single video uh, but a system that kind of works to uh, create an ecosystem of all of your videos where you are kind of dominating that suggested sidebar and um, people are going on to watch you know three, four, five, six of your videos uh, you know long long watch times, long session times.
0: Oh okay 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 hold on hold on we all understand consistency of upload because we've been told that to death we know we've got to show up and produce we understand that we all understand it's got to be good content that people want to consume so we all understand that as well but are you saying there's some sort of a system that we should be doing or looking at when it's time to label title description and tag our videos
1: That's exactly what I'm saying. So this is a system that I kind of loosely stumbled across by trial and error in my first few years working on uh, YouTube channels, which I've kind of uh, tweaked over the years. Uh, You know, I've had access to a lot of data, billions of views worth of data um, and been able to refine this system to, you know, a very, very as close to. Scientific process as possible, and uh, I think what it comes down to is, you know, a lot of people will say, and they're entitled to their opinion. I'm not saying that I'm right and they're wrong. This is just what I have experienced, and which I continue to see and continue to see working. Is that um, a lot of people would say that you know tags don't work anymore. You know, just make great videos, and you know success will come. Um, I I would. I can understand why they would say that, and I don't think tags work like they used to, but they still work. Um, And what I see tags as are a a tool, you know, they are useful to help on an individual video, but really uh, the system that I'm talking about really works when you apply it across an entire channel. And like I said before, we create a ecosystem. And what I like to say is that, as the job of any channel manager uh whether you're doing it for yourself or for somebody else is to engineer relationships between your own videos so that you dominate that sidebar and you know you're just getting crazy crazy suggested views because you know search is great especially in the in the growth stage of a channel but really what the difference is between good channels and great channels is that great channels get just so much traffic from that suggested sidebar okay. uh, and we can go into as much detail as you like about th- that system which i kind of uh promote and teach uh, and use myself and uh, and provide to my clients um, uh,
0: you're saying this like
1: it's a choice um <laughs> you've opened well, you a kind of words you could totally just say uh, you're you know Back, crap crazy and, uh, switch off the mics right now. So it's, you know, how far down the wormhole do you want? Do you want to go with me? Uh, um, let's let, us let us do this. I think let's this is, I think this is important. Um, it's
0: important for a couple of reasons. People totally forget that YouTube is at the end of the day, a search engine. That's what they love. They built their entire business on being a search engine, good old SEO practices that work in the blogging world and are going to work on Google search are going to have to be applied for the likes of YouTube. And it's about the relationship between not you and your video, but it's between your videos as a whole, as a collective. And this is a system we want to unpack. So if I understood you right, I've got a piece of paper, I have a pen, um, and I'm ready to make frantic notes. So um, so whenever you'd like to start, what do we do to get into the system? Let's understand this.
1: Okay, so... Uh, First of all, what I would say is the system is entirely based on a process called keyword research. So um, this is a tool that is widely underused, probably the most underused uh, weapon that any channel manager or YouTube creator could use. Most people are not using it. And a lot of people that are using it, uh, are probably not using it to its full power. It's easy to misunderstand because as I say, it's easy to do a quick search and say, okay, I'm going to put this in the tags of this single video and and hope for the best. That's how it used to work in 2012. You know, you optimize a single video for a set of keywords uh, and then YouTube uses that and, you know, they're going to give you a, a great weight in because you've you put great metadata in it and they're going to rank that video or suggest that in suggested That's not the same anymore because YouTube and Google are a lot more smart now. They can understand content a lot better. Also, there's a lot more competition. Mm -hmm. uh, And so there's a lot more um, other videos with similar metadata to cut through. So what we're doing instead is we're engineering relationships between our videos using keyword research um, to to go a, a level beyond just trying to rank an individual video. We're trying to become right. the authority in our space. We're trying to be the channel. You know, if somebody searches for tech, they want, you know, you want your channel, um, to be shown, you know, if somebody's searching for fashion, you know, mm-hmm. you want real men, real style to be there. Yeah. Our good friend Antonio. Uh, wow. and, all those, all those kind of uh, examples, um, but keyword research for those people that haven't used it before. Essentially, we use a tool. I personally recommend uh, VidIQ, their keyword research tool. Hashtag not sponsored. Uh, <laughs> <A> <laughs> yeah. Sponsored show, but not 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 sponsored. Is yeah.
0: not sponsored. say so that it. is
1: that is my independent editorial opinion. I like uh, it. And you the may reason. Say. I, yeah, the reason that I use VidIQ for my keyword research uh, exclusively is because, uh, well, one, I've been using it for the last seven years. Uh, two, um, it's really the only keyword tool that gives you exact search volume. Um, so if you, you know, if you want to know how many people are searching for um, the four-hour work week this month on YouTube, mm-hmm. I can put in the four hour work week into vidIQ's YouTube keyword research tool. And it would tell me exactly how many people are searching for that globally in English this month. Uh, and the difference between that and other tools on the market is that most other tools are just going to give you a score out of a hundred. So they might say, okay, this is, uh, a, uh, an 85 right. score out of a hundred. The problem being an 85 could be a hundred thousand and 85 could also be 3.5 million. And if I don't know that, that's a really big difference uh, for the same score. So that's the reason that I use VidIQ's tool uh, exclusively for keyword research. And I tell all of my clients to, to do the same uh, and all of my students to do the same. Um, And so uh, to take a step back, if 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 your if your listeners somehow are not using this tool in somehow some strange uh, reason, yeah. So none. what you need to do, you need to log into the web application, uh, and then if you click on the little magnifying glass at the top, which is the SEO tab, and then there's three separate tabs, and if you click on the keyword research tab, uh, you'll find the tool there. And basically, you know, I think you'd agree, it's just set out like a really basic. Um, Google search bar. You just put in a uh, a keyword that you want to know more about, and it will spit out uh, some really great data around that exact keyword, but also all of the related keywords around that. Um, and essentially, what we're looking for, and we can get, we'll get into more detail. But essentially, what we're looking for are keywords that are getting high search volume, so lots of people searching for it that month, at mm-hmm. low competition. So it's either being Uh, Either there's not enough videos being being made around that subject to cover that search demand or the videos are being made but the competition are not optimizing their videos for the right keywords that we can now do now that we've found this opportunity uh, in the market. So what we do, um, we do a keyword research around our main keywords so let's say for example we are looking for uh let's take your channel for example your personal channel your tech channel Mm -hmm. um let's say we're gonna use some seed keywords such as tech news uh tech unboxing tech reviews um you know and then you know samsung fold whatever it's called
0: right (laughs) Um, So, so, so you would go high level stuff you would kind of yeah. say kind of generic about the channel, but you would also get into the weeds a little bit by maybe mentioning some of the brands that perhaps are aligned to the channel.
1: Yeah. And then some kind of wider categories as well. So you might say like um, cell phone reviews or right, right, right. Um, tablet reviews, camera reviews, microphone reviews, whatever it is that you're, you're mm-hmm. being a specialist in. And really this is a really great place to stop and say, am I being too broad with my channel? Am I trying to be an expert in too many things? Like should I be tech guy or should I be the phone guy or should I be the tablet guy or should I be the microphone guy? Because from a keyword research point of view, you're running like three different channels in one.
0: Gotcha, Um, gotcha, Gotcha. So yeah. So step one is to go and understand your own channel you understand what you're a specialist in almost kind of could you write out the sentence um i am a specialist in and it should be one item or at best maybe one and one related items but it needs to be something that you can point at and say this is me if i had to tell youtube about my channel this
1: is the one line i would use yeah so, and the more times you have to use the word and in that exercise oh, good that's point. bad that's bad news yeah Um, okay so yep so you you come up with your list of what i would like to call seed keywords so these are broad terms that kind of encapsulate your whole channel so this is the input that we're going to use to put into the keyword research tool and it's going to spit out all of the data um, that we get back so this is the seed keywords you called it yes Cool. So for example, your seed keywords may be like um, iPhone review or mobile phone review or cell cell mm-hmm. review, cell phone review. Uh, and then what will happen is um, the vidIQ tool, keyword tool will spit out the data for that specific um, keyword. So iPhone review, and then it will give you a list of you know, maybe ten, maybe a hundred, maybe two hundred related keywords. So it might then say like iPhone XR review, iPhone Seven review, mm-hmm. um, Samsung Edge review, uh, Huawei whatever it is <laughs> review, <laughs> uh, not iPhone review. Um, so basically, then I would harvest. I'd basically copy and paste or export all of that data for all of the different uh, keywords that I'm looking into, all of the seed keywords mm-hmm. and just dump it into a big giant spreadsheet. Uh, and from then I'm going to, going to basically go for a whole load of manipulation to try and order it and structure it uh, into a set of data that I can use. Because first of all, there's going to be a lot of duplicates. You know, If you're looking at cell phone review and mobile review, Mm -hmm. There's going to be a lot of stuff that comes back, which is identical because they're very similar terms. So you want to deduplicate all of that data. You want to delete anything that's getting hardly any search because, you know, we're not looking for stuff that's not getting a lot of search that defeats the whole point of the exercise. Uh, And then we're left with this, you know, could be a a few thousand keywords. uh, And then what do we do with it? So, uh, so I'm going to take a step back and talk about how we're going to use this in the end so that we know how we're going to get to that point perfect so everything that i do in terms of my metadata system has it it works on a three tiered basis so for our titles tags and descriptions we have three different layers shall we say or three different tiers so the first layer would be the channel default layer or the upload default layer so this is our broadest set of metadata which would apply to every single video on the channel
0: okay so, and, and just just to stop you there for a second and this we we talking about in the tags at the moment so or in the video about, tags
1: or the so description we're, so we're talking about titles tags all three of them yeah. okay yeah. got you so so the channel upload default layer is the broadest layer, and it would be stuff that applies to every single video that you upload. So gotcha. let's t- let's keep using your tech channel as an example. So we might have uh, our upload default tags, which we set in our channel backend, and every time we upload a new video, uh, these will populate automatically. So in our tags, it might be like your name, uh, your channel name. Uh, and then it might be broad terms like tech review, tech news, um, tech unboxing, technology, technology 2019. Gotcha. Of course, of course, I'm absolutely making this up off the top of my head, so <laughs> there might be a few bad examples in there. So that's Wait our that's our upload default tags. Okay. Upload default part of our title. So at the end of every single title of my video, I would have. Uh, Some kind of unique identifier for you, it probably makes sense to have your channel name. Yeah, uh,
0: so either it's like Leran Segev is the channel name, or it might be maybe the techie guy, which is yeah, might be is, it's unique to me. Yeah, yeah,
1: so it's gotcha. something what it's kind of unique to your channel. Um, and it doesn't matter too much if it's got like a beautiful keyword in it or not, it helps, but it's not really important. Uh, and then the upload default section of the descriptions i always have like a subscribe link i don't really put any social media links i don't think they're Ooh. necessary okay. no one really clicks on them anyway uh and to me they're not as valuable as a youtube subscriber so i don't really do that and then at the bottom of every single description of every single video i have a short paragraph which uh is like a shrunken down version of my about page so it, so again, in your channel, it might say, hi, I'm Liran and in this uh, channel, we talk about the latest tech news, tech unboxing, and uh, tech reviews from the latest iPhone to Samsung tablets. And then, you know, make sure to subscribe so you never miss uh, mm-hmm. the latest tech news. So there, it's written nicely for humans, but it's got some really nice keywords in there like tech nice. new- uh, and that just goes in the the bottom of every description. Descript.
0: So this is every, so, so I think the key word that you keep on mentioning is every. So yeah. the idea with this is that it has to, it, it in order for this to work and to build that relationship between your videos, if you've got the same text on the same, in the same locations on across your channel,
1: you are basically forcing that relationship. Is that, Correct? Yeah. So this is why I always say we're engineering relationships between our videos. So if you can imagine that, you know, you you know, someone watches one of your videos and they get to like seventy, eighty percent, or even like fifty percent on a consistent basis. YouTube trusts you. And so now what we're doing to help YouTube is saying, Well, if people like one of my videos, here's another six hundred that are very, very similar. Okay. And I'm telling you that they're very similar because there are these big chunks of metadata that overlap. Wow. So that's our foundational layer. But now we're going to take it to the next level by adding on another level to help us engineer these relationships. So Bring the it. Next, so the next level is our category-specific layer. So we on your channel, it might be that the, um, the layer is something like... Um, Apple products. So every time that you do a video about Apple products, you might have, you know, five or six tags such as, um, Apple review, Apple unboxing, Apple 2019, Apple iPhone. You know, again, I'm making this up, but you know, you're you, such would, a techie. I can tell. <laughs> you would have, oh, yeah, I'm definitely drinking from the Apple Kool-Aid, uh, <laughs> but you know, you would have, these groups of tags that are specific only to categories of videos, so you would only apply those obviously to okay. Apple videos. So okay. you'd have those six that go in every video you make about uh, a piece of Apple tech, and then in your title you'd have like a subheading in like the middle that might be something like um, Apple reviews, hmm. and okay. then. In your description, you might have something very short and simple that says, if you like this, you're going to love our playlist, which is full of the latest Apple news, Apple reviews, and Apple unboxings. Click here for the playlist. Beautiful. So here we've obviously got a link to a playlist, which is fantastic for session time. But also, very subtly, we've got those keywords in there. We've got Apple Unboxing, Apple Reviews, Apple News. So on my channel, for example, I do
0: phones, gadgets, and apps. Those are my three top categories. So would I have six words for phones, six words for gadgets, six words for apps, for example?
1: Yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be six exactly, but um, roughly. So, yeah, it might be – so let's say for your phones um, category, it may be – Cell phone reviews, mobile phone reviews, mobile reviews, cell reviews, uh, latest cell new latest cell reviews, or you know, mobile reviews twenty nineteen, for example, and that would that would go on every single video associated with cell phones, and then in your descriptions, you might have something like, um, you know, interested in seeing how this compares to our other. Uh, mobiles mm-hmm. in 2019. Check out our playlist for more mobile reviews, news, and unboxings. Click here for the playlist. So again, written for humans. Playlist link, but it's got those juicy keywords in there that are relevant to that category. And then in our title, uh, we'd have a, that category section that might say um, mobile review, right? And then on top of that, we have our video specific layer because we don't ever want two videos to have a hundred percent identical metadata. So let's say we've got an, uh, an Apple, um, Apple X review, Apple 10 review. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be like Apple 10, um, exclusive unboxing mobile okay. reviews, the techie guy. And then in the description, we'll have, um, a very specific, bit of text around that phone and what your thoughts are on that phone, then you'd have that category specific thing where we link to the playlist and then you'd have your channel specific uh, blurb or a little shrunken down about section at the bottom. And then in your tags, you'd have your upload defaults. You'd have your category defaults. And then you just sprinkle on some video-specific tags. So it'd be, you know, Apple X, Apple 10, Apple X review. So in everything that we do, we're always layering on three specific Mm. layers of metadata. And then if now if we expand that, if we take away, if we stop thinking about that one specific video, and then we just look at our whole channel, Um, as a big catalog. So let's just say you've got a thousand videos on your channel. You've got a thousand videos that all have that upload default layer of metadata. You'll have big chunks of say two or 300 videos that have the category specific layer of metadata. And then you'll have that all of the individual videos will have the unique video specific metadata. So YouTube is just, you know, first of all, they're saying, well, there's all of these thousand videos that are very similar and they're all on the same subject roughly. And then you're saying to YouTube and then there's a level deeper than this, which is the category specific stuff. And the idea behind that is if someone's watching one of your mobile reviews, they then get suggested another 10, 12 of your mobile reviews as opposed to somebody else's mobile reviews or even one of your gadget reviews. Because if someone's watching one mobile review, chances are they're in the market to buy. So you really want them to look at stuff that's hyper-relevant to them. And that's really what we want to do is just keep people watching. And, and especially since
0: YouTube understands that people don't watch one video about one subject and then they leave. They tend to watch two, three, four, five yep. videos about that. If you've made four or five videos about the same topic and you fed YouTube all this wonderful juicy keywords, it's going to kind of link them together. Oh, that's what we're hoping for. So they will suggest your next video and then your next video. And that is just
1: gold for your channel. Yeah. The difference between that is really the the difference between 25 million and 150 million a month. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that your channel is going to grow that much. No, sure. But in terms of proportional, you know, transformational change, I've seen this system work again and again and again and again um, consistently. Um, and Tom, just
0: to, be, just to be clear, this will also work on small channels. In other words, if you've got 100 subscribers and you're just starting out, these are good practices to get into now as you're building up more and more content. Or are we saying that, unfortunately, you need to hit an X number of subscribers, X number of views before you really see an effect of this?
1: No, you know, it's best to do this before you've even started a channel, ideally. Right. Um obviously you still need to build up your watch time and session time so YouTube can take you seriously and also YouTube will know that you know you're not just gonna give up after three months yeah. of uploading. So it will you know it's not going to, it's not a magic bullet. It's not gonna right. catapult Atoic. you into stylum. Yeah, it's just um you know, it's best practice that is going to in the long term and short term is gonna is gonna really help. But obviously, it's going to be rocket fuel for something that's already working well. What I would say, though, is this, this and any other kind of optimization is not a magic bullet for bad videos. You know, if you're, you <laughs> yeah. can make, if you're making uh, the best videos in the world, this is really going to help. If you're making half-decent videos, this is going to help. If you're making terrible videos, this is not going to help. One of the common questions that we always get is,
0: uh, you know, tell me about video tags, not, not whether they matter or not, because that's, that's a whole other debate, but it's more of, does the order of video tags make a difference?
1: Uh, I don't think so. Uh, and I've been told by a YouTube engineer that in the past. <laughs> um, also, what I would say is, if it did matter, then I'd say I would keep it in that that layered format if let's just say, for example, YouTube were taking notice, again, we'd want it to be consistent. So I'd always go with my upload defaults, category defaults, then video specific. I do that just because of workflow issues. It just makes it easier, copy and paste. Um, but um, you know, if YouTube were to take it into account, I think it would benefit us for, again, having consistency. Uh, and you know what I just said there, copy and paste, that's not an exaggeration. So the beauty of this system is not only is it like super ninja SEO, but this is so efficient because basically 80% of the work is done for you when you go to upload a video because you're copying and pasting in a 70 70- 60 70 80 percent of the metadata and then you're just sprinkling on the video specific stuff so it's huh. taking down the time it takes you yes yeah. to actually upload a video it's really taking that time down and it just makes it takes all of the guesswork out of it it ensures consistency but it's just really efficient as well it really you know it really Look. is a copy and paste a copy and paste system should I go
0: back now and then reapply these? Because obviously I haven't been doing it to date and most people haven't. Should we go back and reapply these to existing catalog of products that we have or videos that we have?
1: So personally, I would say yes. Um, it does depend on how like risk averse you are not. Uh, okay. So for example, on the Mr. Bean channel, um, I came in, we were already doing pretty well, you know, good few million views a month. Some of those individual videos getting several hundred thousand a month. I came in and just said, we're going to clean up all 1000 videos that already exist on this channel. <laughs> they must have loved uh, that. Yeah. So obviously that was a lot of work, manual work as well, mostly. Um, and, but you know, it was on my head, you know, if all of a sudden that took a nosedive cause I'd been messing with metadata right. of well-performing videos now that 's on me as like the the head of that that department, um, but in my experience i 've never really seen uh, a hugely negative impact of of that kind of change and actually this ch- this system works best when the entire catalog is is uh, optimized in the same way because of the nature of it that we 're trying to build these relationships by having overlapping metadata um what i will say and i always do caveat um if you've ever seen me speak at like vidcon or vid or anything you'll hear me say this if you have a certain video which you know pays your mortgage or you know keeps the light on in your business it's like bringing you lots of leads if that video was to all of a sudden die overnight and it would affect you don't touch it you know Okay. personally if it was me I would do it but I would say if you're risk averse if you have a certain video uh, that you know puts food on your, your kids plate then uh, you know mm-hmm. maybe but I do like that little caveat yeah. uh,
0: kind of star saying if anything is working superbly well leave it alone if, um, if you are worried that it's going to negatively impact you in whatever way you deem to be impactful
1: yeah and also you know a lot of people come to me and say oh should i change this should i change that and you know with with all due respect some of their videos are getting 127 views so does it really matter if it matter yes if it goes wrong so it's obviously not working at the moment for you so you know let's let's try something different don't you know yeah and that that falls off the face of the earth it's not a problem
0: for you really and if you if you notice what the time you keep on saying is that it's it's try this try that it's we have to experiment at the end of the day do you find that youtube looks at videos individually if this video didn't perform well it doesn't mean that the next video is not going to perform well or do you find that youtube kind of says okay well one video eff- negatively or positively affects the next one
1: i'd say it's somewhere in the middle so what i would definitely yeah. say is it's definitely getting more towards the point where they will punish you, you know, not to the level of like what Facebook does, where if you have one bad post, you know, they'll cut your reach back down to like, your ankles, uh, and you have to really start building back up again. But I've definitely seen that shift come over the last few years. So, you know, even, you know, when I was blogging a lot about YouTube, I'd say, don't be afraid to have like an A format and a B format, you know, a hero video and then just like some behind the scenes stuff. But you know, now I'd say absolutely don't do that because whereas in the, Quote unquote the good old days you could get away with having a, a B format, and even if the views weren't that bad, it wouldn't really affect the A format but now I definitely do think that is having an effect where if you have a you know if you have one say like type of video that's less popular or less successful, it could potentially harm um the next video. but what I will say is that's only if you consistently release bad videos among the good ones if you're just like having one one experiment that's a dud say mm-hmm. your, your channel's not like blacklisted for life you're not starting that's- again you've not reset your place in youtube's good or bad books with one video it's only if you consistently have bad performers and don't learn from it so yes experiment but learn as quickly as you can basically
0: Um, spread them out even um, so that you're not doing one experiment after the next after the next
1: yes it's a bit of a catch-22 because i always say to someone one video is never a scientific enough experiment because there are so many different factors that go into the success or not of one single video so you're probably gonna have to release i don't know six of the that type of video to get an idea or not. But you don't have to necessarily release all six in a row. Like you say, you could spread them out. So
0: sure. Okay. So we've done our research. We've done our keyword research. We've laid our videos. We've telling YouTube we're feeding the beast with information. And now we're hoping that this momentum is gonna really give us those little pushes that we need. To start getting this big ball rolling is this kind of where we are at the moment right
1: That's it really We're looking for that you know hockey stick growth, that kind of snowball effect uh, which is re- which really is the case on YouTube it's like mm-hmm. success but gets success you know um, you start you start building your watch time you'll get promoted more you right. start getting promoted more people will go on to watch four or five of your videos, then you're increasing your session time. And then you 'll get promoted more, so it just you know it, it goes on and on and on, so other things that you need to do to to make this system work is have great watch time, like I say. this is not a, a silver bullet for bad videos. We need to be hitting fifty percent average uh, view duration consistently um, you that's know, a
0: tall, i mean it 's a taller order uh, to to get to that fifty percent that 's why. We have to live in our analytics. You've got to become this data nerd and see where people are dropping off. If you're making the same mistakes again and again and again, and you're losing your audience and not retaining them to 50%, it's just not enough good vibes and good signals to YouTube to help you. But if you live in your analytics, you can maybe identify the patterns and stop doing them. Uh, Conversely, identify the good patterns and do more of those. So.
1: Yeah, and it's not just the uh, individual what what goes inside of an individual video. Uh, It's also like what types of videos do people like? So, do people like the news, but they don't like the unboxings or vice versa? Uh, One of the biggest tips that I always give, I give it almost universally to every client that I I work with, is break up all of like export a report using vidIQ or analytics of all of your videos break them into different categories like you would if you were doing your keyword research, mm-hmm. uh, whether that's by a topic, whether that's by format uh, and then put them into different uh, YouTube analytics groups uh, and then compare how the different formats and subjects compare against each other. So you might say, well, my unboxing videos are getting 60% audience retention, but my news, right. my news videos are only getting 30% audience retention straight away. You have a reason fix that news strand or you need to cut it and that can lead to some really hard decisions because it might be like your favorite format is the least popular and i see this all the time and i work with a lot of creative people and people that are putting a lot of money into video and sorry the, the analytics don't lie so you either need to make some radical changes or you need to cut that format
0: yeah, it's, it's unemotional. It is what it is. It's going to tell you what people are watching, what they're not watching, what they, where they're dropping off, and now you have a choice. You can either want to focus on giving your audience what they want and grow your channel, or you can say, forget the audience. I'm just going to do what makes me happy, and that's also fun, but then yeah. that's not a strategy. You don't, don't expect the strategy to blow up your channel. You'll grow. You'll probably grow, um, but at a different pace. And that's okay as well, just depending on your goals.
1: Yeah, and that's the other beauty of keyword research is that you can see um, where the opportunity is in terms of the size of the opportunity. So you know, you might do your uh, keyword research and you might realize, okay, well, I'm definitely going to do uh, more videos around uh, mobile phones and less around gadgets because phones are uh, getting a lot more search and they get in uh, a lot less competition and then you might also say well the keyword research also tells me that um you know uh, one plus phones are mm-hmm. being really underserved in this market so i'm going to make sure every single um one plus one is it one plus <laughs> plus one every plus one every yes. every plus one video uh one plus oh, yeah i give up i give up every one plus phone that comes out i'm going to be the man that gets there first i'll be the channel that's really falling over myself to get my hands on that instead of the samsung which everyone's right. talking about you know uh, and keyword research will tell you keyword research will tell you all right yes samsung's getting 10 million searches a month but the competition is so gnarly that it's not worth talking about the samsung but the plus one, you know, mm-hmm. that's getting only two million searches a month, but no one's talking about it. So I can go in and mop up all of that search traffic and be the plus one guy, you know, okay. uh, and, and keyword research can tell you to that detail right. what the opportunities are. I I just don't have the heart to tell you that it's one plus, but it's okay. I'm an old man. I'm an old
0: man. <laughs> um, Okay, so, so now we, we kind of understood, so understood the channel focus, we understood the keywords, we understood kind of where, where we want to be getting to, and we, you've exposed a whole bunch of information for us. How relevant is SEO in terms of uh, kind of being on the about page, in your playlist, description, things of that nature? Should we be focused on that or just worried about our videos?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I would, I would optimize across the board. And again, it's advice I give again and again. So the about section needs to be written with humans in mind, but also should be keyword rich. So you want to get your your kind of top broadest terms in there, you know, your tech news, your tech unboxing, but also remember this is a place where people are going to come to find out more about you. And the ultimate goal of this section is to get people to convert from a browser to to a subscriber and one of the biggest mistakes i see in this section is that people often are like oh hi my name's mr x and i'm an expert in this and i've got this award and i am here and my business is so great but really it should all be about the the user and what's in it for them welcome to my channel but here you will find out about x and you will gain these benefits and you, 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 you're, you, you know, it's all about them and why they should subscribe. What's in it for them. Make sure that's the, the ultimate, uh, aim, uh, for that section. Uh, then also your channel keywords. So those are the keywords that you set in the back end of your channel. Um, that kind of affect the SEO of the whole of the channel. I'm not sure how much YouTube look at these anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my opinion you might as well put the absolute best ones yep. in there and if they are paying attention you're set if they're not you've you know you've lost nothing
0: yep. uh, it's like we say it's uh, you know when you're sick we say we we give you chicken soup it might not help but it can't hurt <laughs> so, so it's the same thing if if wherever we can feed this youtube beast let's feed it with as much seo goodness as possible and maybe it's not hungry maybe it's not looking at your playlist descriptions but maybe it is. So why not, if we have a space to play with, give it as much information. And I do like what you said about the making about the viewer and I'm just reading my about section because I feel like I'm being judged harshly at the moment. <laughs> uh, but, but I do say I answer your technology question, making you more productive, more efficient and getting more out of your gadgets. Yeah. Uh, I exactly. do make it about the audience. Um, you have to build some authority but it's about the audience at the end of the day. So, sure, I'm going to give myself a pass on that one.
1: Oh, so I just quickly add um, yeah, and you're absolutely right on playlist titles, playlist descriptions, same theory, keyword optimized, but written for humans as well.
0: Um, do you know if um, the beginning of the title is more
1: important than the end of the title? Does YouTube give that kind of preference um, or that kind of view? So from an SEO from an SEO point of view, I'd say no. Um, but from a click through rate point of view, obviously the start of the title is the most important because that's what is going to be seen. You know, on mobile, a lot of the end yes. of the titles will yes. get cut off. So my golden rule is always: um, the start of the title is for humans, and the rest of it is for the machine. Nice. So if we go back to our system pretty much the category and the uh, upload default, like the name of the channel, that's almost always going to be cut off. And we don't care about that because that really is purely for the machine to help engineer those relationships. It's the, it's the start of the title that needs to be uh, quote unquote, the sexy part or what I would like to call like right. the hook. You know, yes. how do you get that click? Cause that's another thing, you know, we can do all of this SEO to get in front of people, but if we can't encourage people to click, right. then again totally worthless. So we want to have nice thumbnails and that start of that title has to be really uh clickable, shareable, you know, um enticing. with YouTube, it's all gotta to come together. This is not one of those two out of five is
0: good enough. You do yeah. have to have a good um title so you get discovered. Then you good thumbnail so somebody stops, then good and then They click on your video and then you do have to bring it because if you don't, you've lost the viewer and definitely you didn't get a subscriber out of this. So it is a combination of stuff. But this keyword is golden. I mean, the system is superb because you're telling YouTube, hey, all these videos belong together and people who like this video are also going to like that video. And I think that when a video pops and kind of you do get a little bit of a kick, YouTube is going to give you more attention, more audience, and therefore this is a golden opportunity to have these things in play already and let them link to each other, so that you're keeping people on your channel. Wow. Okay.
1: I know what happened
0: yeah, today. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and the beauty is, you know, for me to do like a keyword research on a channel usually takes me about a day, but then I've got the data that would last me maybe a couple of years um and also it's going to save me a lot of time in the long run because remember it it becomes a copy and paste system right Uh, right, right. and then thirdly something that i've not really spoken about is that when you're doing all of this keyword research you're going to get tons and tons and tons of keywords that you can use as inspiration for like what do i make next oh let me go to my keyword list all right here's a great opportunity huawei phone x whatever review <laughs> i wasn't yeah. thinking of doing that but here's a, I can see that it's a massive opportunity it's getting loads of search it's got no competition let me go and get one from the store review it bosh right. so even even if youtube were to you know take away the importance of what we're doing mm-hmm. even from the point of view that you're just getting loads of ideas for content around your niche this is really really uh, interesting stuff i mean there is no th- wizard. There's no next, next, next finished and you're going to get a million
0: subscribers. So those who think this is an easy way out, well, this certainly isn't a system. It physically just does not exist and anyone trying to sell you one, well, you know that's clearly not going to work. So there's no silver bullet but if you're willing to put in the work and you can do your bulk uploads and you can do bulk changes um, so with VidIQ of course we can do that for all your descriptions so that's not a problem. So go back to your old catalogs but do that keyword research. I think that is absolutely beautiful information, which I am actually going to be applying. So if you guys missed any of these, they'll be in the show notes. So do not panic. So before we end off, if somebody wants to get a hold of you, wants to know what you're up to, what's the best way to find you? This is my PlugMyselfMoment.com.
1: Well, seeing as we're talking about uh, keyword research, uh, I couldn't forgive myself if I didn't plug my new keyword research course, uh, which is due to come out either very soon after the release of this uh, podcast or may already be out. And you can find that at vidpro.com. That's V-I-D-P-R-O.com. And that's going to take you through my exact system of how I build those kind of Metadata systems that are copy and paste jobs. Uh, Exactly how to use vidIQ to get all of the the data that you need and then how to execute that on your channel. Uh, If you just want to get hold of me, email is probably the best way. Happy for you to email me any questions you've got. Tom at ChannelFuel.com. Co And uh, if you want to just say hi on Twitter or give me some feedback about uh, anything we've spoken about, I'm at channel underscore fuel on Twitter.
0: Fantastic. And all these links, again, will be in the show notes. Uh, Tom, thank you very much for blowing our minds again. And you guys out there, if you're listening to this, don't forget to hit that subscribe button on your favorite podcast application so you get all these golden nuggets of information on a weekly basis. Share this video with one other person who you know who's struggling with their YouTube channel. I mean, we all have friends who are really just about to give up, but this is really, really going to help them. Share this episode with them because at the end of the day, we're one happy YouTube community and we want to help each other. And we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks for hanging out. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Tube Talk brought to you by vidIQ. Head over to vidIQ.com slash Tube Talk for today's show notes and previous episodes. Enjoy the rest of your video making day.